And I wonder if they realized, will will we do this? Like, will we keep doing this? And and at what point did did they think, oh, this we will never stop. Like our right, our children will carry it on, and our grandchildren will. Like, in, yeah, in right. Whole, at what so point did whole, they realize right? that that yeah. their name would be on a T shirt? Yeah, that yeah. that that we'd have three cabins that. We would yeah. have 20 to 30 people there that our friends and family, when we say Potato Creek Weekend, they all know exactly know. what it is. Yeah. Like it is, it's ingrained in, in who we are. It's, it's, a our, it's our own, it's our, it's a holiday and it's yeah. our own family reunion. Yeah. Um, and, exactly. and we don't call it, it that, but it is, it is it a family is. reunion yep. filled with fun. I thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission a podcast where, at the surface, I sit down in the studio with guests and then just share our stories with you. But it's much deeper than that. My guests are longtime friends and family, and the stories we capture may make you scratch your head and wonder how we're still productive members of society. But I think you'll enjoy listening to memories of our antics as I try to produce and shape them into engaging and fun audio stories. Over the next few episodes... You'll hear my family share memories about a very special family tradition that we have, Potato Creek Cabins Weekend. Every fall since 1988, my parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, cousins, and other random guests over the years have spent the weekend in the cabins at Potato Creek State Park in North Liberty, Indiana, outside of South Bend. In the last episode, Give Yourself to the Weekend, you heard us talking about how far back this family tradition goes. I was 10 years old. I am 10 years older now than my parents were then. Anyway, we hold this weekend so very close to our hearts, and I think that one of the reasons we feel this way is that we genuinely enjoy each other's company. And anyone from the outside of the family who knows us can attest that we are seriously some good human beings. Also, anyone who spends time with us finds out very quickly that we are loud. And even though we don't mean to, we tend to crank the energy level up. And anytime you have a couple of dozen of us family members staying in two family cabins, now three, ages ranging from infant up to senior citizens, my oh my, that energy level is amped up. Over the 33 years of amped up energy, we have amassed quite the collection of crazy stories and memorable moments. Over the next few episodes, we'll share some of these with you. Now, this is not the history of my family at the cabins, and it's not in any type of chronological order. I basically just wanted to record some of our stories that are now infamous in Potato Creek lore. I sat down with multiple family members who I'll introduce to you in the coming episodes. The Potato Creek Cabins Weekend started with our grandma and grandpa Geyer. They rented two cabins in the fall of 1988 for their three daughters and their respective families. And the rest is history. As I was meeting with my family, every time their names were brought up, you could just see their eyes light up and a smile came across their face as they finally recalled memories of old Jean and Nyla Geyer, our grandma and grandpa. And you'll soon learn why the name of this episode is Another One Bites the Dust. And the first thing to take a bite out of is our Grandpa Geyer's pancakes. Here's my cousin Kate and her mom, my Aunt Kelly, fondly remembering his pancakes. 
Another thing about grandpa that I remember is the pancake breakfast. Oh, I forgot. Oh, oh my gosh. How can yes. I forget? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so oh, good. Yeah. Oh, the perfect pancake. It was. Yes. And and I just remember how proud he was to serve us and everything. Oh, and, and, and we were all little kids all yep. around the table. Yep. So much syrup and butter. Yep. So good. Yep. And I we, <clears throat> how big do you want it? You know, Mickey Mouse pancakes, I think oh, he would. And, yep, yep. Yeah. He got a kick out of that. Oh, yeah. He did for sure. First, my sister Rachel describes why Grandpa's pancakes were number one in her book, even though she hates pancakes. Then, my parents and I also talk about the Sunday morning tradition. Grandma and Grandpa, they're the founding fathers who had the vision of, of yeah. all this. What memories do you have of them with Potato Creek? Uh, well, Grandpa, the biggest thing for me was, uh, well, Grandpa liked to hike too, so he would go on hikes yep. with us. Yep. Um, but Grandpa on Saturday mornings would always make um, the big p- pancake breakfast. Actually, it might have been originally on Sundays. I'm Sunday not sure. Started, yeah, and yeah. then the cleanup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of changed then so that we could enjoy um Sunday more like have the pancakes on Saturday but either way I don't eat pancakes I still don't eat pancakes but I always <laughs> ate grandpa's pancakes but so, you remember him sitting around making the pancakes oh and, my gosh yes uh-huh. that's one of my favorite things yep and, yep um, and he'd get a kick out of it oh my gosh know, I'm all, all like little, choked up all his little grandbabies be around his grandkids and just oh, yeah. you know I'm next God. I'm next I know pour this Yep. Yeah. So that, and when I asked a uh, uh, few others, it was that Sunday morning pancakes yeah. with him too. But also, the Grandpa Geyer used to make us pancakes yes. Sunday morning. That's yes. for sure. And so I remember he would take pride in that and, and uh, you know, how many do you want? Lining it up. And there were some really yeah. good pancakes. I see you there's a lim- there's a limerick here for there that too. There sure is. There once was a yearly treat that made the weekend complete. Sunday pancakes by dad were the best to be had, but left us all so bittersweet. Yes. And that's kind of sums Isn't it up. That the truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. That kind of yeah. sums it up there. Yeah. God. That limerick definitely sums up Sunday mornings early on at the cabins. And as you just heard, our grandpa Geyer loved serving up those flat jacks to his grands. Speaking of limericks, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, you'll definitely be familiar with the Limerick Laureate, my father. A limerick is a short, fun, five-line poem where the first, second, and fifth lines rhyme, and the third and fourth lines are shorter, and they share a different rhyme. He's written literally hundreds of limericks over the years about different places, events, people, or basically anything under the sun. Best believe he's written dozens of limericks describing our Potato Creek Cabin's weekend. Next... I read Kate and Kelly a few of those limericks written about a grave situation. The incident was near hallowed ground. When Grandpa's bowels became gravely unbound, his daughter stood guard while Grandpa pushed hard. Woodland creatures found his offering <laughs> profound. In the cemetery. <laughs> It was what? on the outskirts of the cemetery. That that triggered it. I remember that. <laughs> and so here's the second limerick about the same topic that that we can go. There once was <laughs> there once was a bear in the woods who saw Gene dropping some turds. He thought a man going shit. Don't step in it. Damn, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> 
So what are those limericks about? Grandpa had to go. <laughs> deuce, right? He had to drop some deuces. Yes, yes. We had all went over to the uh, cemetery mm. there. had to go and your mom and then I stayed away. They guarded, I think. <laughs> Sounds like you guarded. Well, I we all kind of did and we spread out. He had to went in the woods by yeah. the um, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was people there, of course, because people visit the grave. Right, right. Yeah. I think That's I might have walked away as fast as I could. Though. I yeah. think I left to, to your mom and Kathy. Yeah. I think, My mom know. said she was standing guard. And, yeah, and, I think I heard that was happening, yeah. and I just like, no. I'm, I just like walked. When you got to go, bit. you got to go. I, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More power to him. Just like a previous episode, my buddy Bone and, and the great Poudini, he just, when he that had to go, so he had to go. Wasn't that hilarious? Yes, I had no idea. Oh, my God. We'd be walking and Kevin would truly disappear and he would be holding his shit in 50 yards back. He, just, he wouldn't even go. He would just hold it in and stop and cross his legs and hold it in. Yep. Until the sensation went away. <laughs> Crazy. My grandfather seriously has such a great influence on me and all of us. I mean, my son's middle name is his first name. Two of my cousins and an aunt has his name as their middle names. This is the impact that he had on us. But best believe he's not exempt here on Memory Mission. Matter of fact, he would absolutely expect me to include a story or two about him when sharing memories about Potato Creek. As you heard, my grandfather and his daughters my mother and my two aunts, were on a stroll in the old cemetery that is on the Potato Creek State Park property. And when nature calls, thank goodness you can count on your middle-aged daughters to stand guard. Here is my mother recounting that fateful day in the Potato Creek Cemetery. Our grandpa guy was a lovely, one of oh, the best man. people ever. Uh, but he's still, he, right. I'm still not going to let him slide. So. <laughs> No. no pun intended. I no hope. pun intended. <laughs> the incident was near hollow ground. When Grandpa's bowels became gravely unbound, his daughter stood guard while Grandpa pushed hard. Woodland creatures found his offering profound. <laughs> Those were the longest two minutes of my life. <laughs> Watching out for other people. Oh so, so basically these limericks are a story when Grandpa and his daughters... Yep. Went to the Potato Creek Cemetery that's there, right? Right. And he had to <laughs> He shit. had to go right now. And he couldn't hold it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what happened? Well, he went into the woods. Right. And told us to stand guard. Okay. And if somebody came, tell them to go away. Did he give did he tell you what to tell them? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I wasn't there. I don't know God. what we. Thank God, no one came. What would you have it was said? A path. Do you think? It was. Hey, a my path. dad's taking a dump <laughs> back there. My old, my senior citizen father's taking a shit. I don't know what we would have said. <laughs> mm, poor grandpa. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! I met with my aunt Kathy, my mom, and Aunt Kelly's oldest sister after I had met with everybody else. We originally were going to meet in the studio, but we both unfortunately fell a little under the weather, so we had to meet virtually. As you've already heard, 
Both my mom and Aunt Kelly described Kathy as being with them when my grandpa couldn't help himself and dropped bombs in the woods. However, I was confused when Kathy said she wasn't with them, but instead she was at the cabins. Here is Kathy and I describing that day. And it turns out that Grandpa Geyer's bowels weren't the only thing that was confused in the cemetery that day. You know, <laughs> I wasn't there. You weren't, missed you missed that. No, okay. I thought I you were there. That. Dang. No, I wasn't, but I heard. But no, I'm sure he would do it because that was what he would do. If you got to go, you know. You weren't there for that one? No, I wasn't. You were in I'm, Atlanta. I was, must have been sleeping or oh, something. Or, no. I, I thought you were there, huh? All right. Oh, I was out at the cabins, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't out on the hike or wherever the incident occurred. Right. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't there for the big poop. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Could you, could what thoughts do you think were going through your sister's heads when they were standing guard for their senior citizen father while he was taking a shit in the woods? They were probably embarrassed. I'm sure I would have been mortified, but I would have been laughing my butt off at the same time. You know, I'd have been, oh my God. Typical Gene. Typical Gene. That's all I could say was, you know, he's got to go. He's got to go. He's got his two just, middle-aged daughters with him and he yeah, just drops yeah, trial. We're, we're blocking, yeah, we're, they're blocking the view. So, where was it at? On a trail? The cemetery. Oh, wait a minute. I think I might have been there. I think you, to me. you might have been. It was at the cemetery. I think, well, yeah, because I would have went to the cemetery. <laughs> I do believe I was. It's bringing back all these fresh <laughs> memories. Are you? Are yes, you trying to block that out? Was. I think I did. <laughs> I think I, it was so so odd. I just I couldn't believe it happened. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm serious. I do start to remember that now. I, see, I thought, it, I thought it was on a trail someplace. I you think know. they were. you were at the cemetery, and then he dipped off on a trail to shit. Yes. But it was. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God, yes. Because I can remember we kept saying, did you cover? Did you cover? <laughs> yeah, so nobody would step on it. Yeah. I do remember that now. Oh my God! Yes, yes. All these years, I thought I wasn't there, but I was. You blocked it, it out. Was, I did. It just was black, blank. I'm telling you. Well, you know, your brain has a funny way of uh, editing. Yes, it does. <laughs> Speaking of editing, yes, our brains do a. Fu- <laughs> yes. They do oh, have it. So I think funny. that's what happened. Oh, that is that's too what funny. Because I do remember that now. Because <laughs> yep. I do remember asking if he covered it up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, he did his job yep. there. He covered it up. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I my God. So. I can only hope. I oh, man. And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. This episode is about our family cabins weekend at Potato Creek State Park where one of the highlights is our wonderful family food. Obviously, you can't have our food, but I can refer you to Beef O'Brady's on State Road 23 in Granger, Indiana. Good burgers, tacos, and wings and fajitas, and even surf and turf are on the menu. Check out their weekday restaurant deals, family meal deals, and catering menu. Grabbing takeout food for the family is simple. Just order online for a quick and easy pickup. 
They have a full service bar and a party room that you can reserve for your family, friends, or business. As I've mentioned in multiple previous episodes, I've rented the party room out several times and it's great for folks like me who don't like to deal with little details like forks, knives, and all those little things. But with Beef O'Brady's party room, you just call them up, reserve the room, tell them how many people and what you would like to eat and drink, and that's it. They do the rest. You just mingle and have a great time. Give Beefs a call, the wait staff is wonderful, and the owner is a great dude too. Now think about this question real fast. Have you or anyone that you know ever been the victim of a backbite by the jaws of another human being? Odds are you haven't, because if you think about the physics of it all, it's kind of hard to clamp down on another human being's back. But one day at the cabins, our cousin Kate got so heated at our cousin Josh, she did just that. Here is my sister Rachel describing the backbite. Rachel, after I had met with you, I met with Katie and Aunt Kelly that same night, and one of them brought up the backbite. Oh my God. And Katie brought up that <clears throat> that you remember it well as uh, also. And so I met with Katie about the backbite, and I had to get you back on for a few minutes to <laughs> add your two cents. Now, before mm. we discuss the actual backbite, I do want to yeah. let you know that this is going to go in an episode that also has another bite. Uh, the raccoon bite. The raccoon so bite. So oh this this little episode here includes a back bite, a raccoon bite. Um, and so it should be quite oh interesting. Oh my God, another one bites the dust. <gasps> That's it. That's it. Let me write that down. Yep. Little backstory here. In Notre Dame's undefeated national championship season in 1988, our family, this family that we're talking about here at the cabins, got together for every game that season. And at the end of the game, my dad would play Another One Bites the Dust. We'd all dance around the living room and dining room and celebrate. When Rachel mentioned that as a possible name, that was it. Now back to Rachel. Before we get into the actual back bite, let's let's just for a minute or so, just describe a young cousin, Kate at the time because I feel the listeners probably need a little bit of context that Kate wasn't your most eloquent and dainty of of little young ladies okay I want to preface if you don't know Kate like Kate and I are dear friends also so cousins by birth friends by choice like she's seriously my first best friend right and I absolutely adore her. And each other's so weddings was, and all that stuff. Oh my God, yeah. So Kate is, um, <laughs> she was always a whippersnapper. Uh-huh. Like she didn't have brothers, but mm-hmm. she had you and Josh. Mm-hmm. And the Fab Four were you and I and Kate and Josh. Mm-hmm. Well, Kate and Josh almost were more like siblings than cousins. Correct. So where you and I would battle, they would uh-huh. battle as well. And Kate didn't really take crap or still does not take no. crap from anyone. Nope. And she will be the first to put somebody in their place or show her rage. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't remember. So I believe that Kate got a a new bicycle or it was close to being brand new, whatever, probably her birthday's in August. So Correct. she gets this bike. We used to go on a lot more bike rides when we were younger. Or um, kids. And that's, that's, that's what we used so, to Yeah. So we'd ride and ride and ride. And I don't know if Josh took it mm-hmm. and she was angry or if he took it and like 
it fell, something broke, whatever. She was pissed. Irate. That he that he took her thing. Uh-huh. So this is like a woman scorned. Yes. So she went from a woman from, scorned. We're yeah, like we're being like la 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 potato right, cream. Right. And then it was snapped. Like the the show snapped. It was just like boom, she gone. And most ki- you know, kids will bite and and you would bite, let's say, an arm or something. Well, when you think about somebody's back. It is a flat surface. And Kate took her jaw and it almost like it almost unhinged like a snake. And went flat to then bite Josh on the back. The back. The back, so that it was, and I just think of a snake. <laughs> Luckily, no venom came out, and he survived I don't the know. attack. But, <laughs> but I just always remember that, like seeing somebody open their mouth uh-huh. to bite a flat surface, yes. and yes. that was it. She was pissed. Yes. So yes, I I doubt he ever um, took anything of hers ever again. No, and we after, don't think he after did after that, that bite. So <laughs> yeah, basically. Katie said that she had gotten a brand new bike and her bike got taken to Potato Creek and Josh borrowed it and Katie thought that he returned it broken. Turns out, you know how handlebars turn a little bit on the bikes oh, that are untightened? Yeah. Basically, oh. that's what we can kind of concluded occurred. So, okay. So she... An easy fix. Easy fix, but... Kate, but not in her mind. She didn't give it a chance. <laughs> oh my gosh. She went full rage mode and bit a little kid's back. <laughs> a woman scorned. A woman scorned. Oh, awesome. That's great. It um, is one of my favorite, my favorite stories to talk about her jaw unhinging <laughs> and just opening up. If you can bite a back, you can <laughs> Yeah, you can do about anything. Here is the woman scorned herself with my Aunt Kelly describing how she convinced her parents to allow her to bring her new bike to the cabins. And then she wasn't too appreciative of Josh borrowing her bike, so she responded by taking a bite out of his back. Earlier, we did we did hit up on Katie biting Josh. I didn't realize that was at Potato Creek. No shit. My new bike, I was mad at him for stealing my new bike. And and we didn't want her to take it to Potato Creek in the first place, but she insisted because nobody else was going to have bikes. Right? But yeah, he took and then off Dad on relented bike. and let her take it. Her dad. Yeah. And then and what then happened? Josh stole my bike, and I was pissed off that he stole my bike. <laughs> I was ten years old, and it was my new ten-speed yeah. bike that I got right. when I turned right. ten years old. Right. Right. Because she had to be ten to get a 10 speed. Okay. I was very upset. And the streets of Mishawaka were never the same after you got that 10 speed, probably. That's right. So he stole my bike. I was pissed that he stole my bike. And when he returned it, Uh I thought that it was broken. Oh, shit. It wasn't. It was just the handbrake came loose or something. But I was... They were rolling. Livid with him. Wow. Livid. I took it very personally. Right. Well, you know why, Kate? Because you you had put so much energy and effort into just getting the damn bike to yes, Potato Creek. Yes, that bike meant a lot to me. It was a lot building up yeah, to me. A lot of emotions. You just thing. got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, and you put yes. a lot to a fight. You know, you, you fought <laughs> Todd Linsky and he gave in. 
right? He gave in. He relented. Oh, no. It was time. They knew that it was time for a new bike. No, 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 no. I'm saying to bring it to Potato Creek. Yeah, like you, a lot of effort to bring it to Potato Creek. Oh, yes. And then once it was there. It all meant a lot. It all meant a lot to to me as a 10-year-old And then once it was there, your cousin Josh, (laughs) you all you'd... It was synonymous to you and him at TIFFs. Yes. Frequently. We did have TIFFs. And so he... He just took it out of the blue. He just took it. Yeah, he didn't ask. (laughs) And then so... Returned it damaged, or so I thought. You know, it was fine. But he didn't stand it up. It was laying on the side, I remember. It was like... Oh, it was all that was bent. Like the handlebar yeah. was bent. Yeah. Or the, uh-huh. the, you know, yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Looked, it looked disheveled. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. I see. So what did you do? Uh, this is where I don't remember. Okay. It must have been just pure Blackout. Rage. You blacked out. <laughs> yeah. So what did people say you did? I bit his back. <laughs> oh, Josh my was a skinny, God. skinny kid. He opened her jaw. Yeah, yeah, tiny. I mean, we're just tiny yeah. little boys, you know. Scrappy. Y'all, y'all scrappy. Man. I bet he never took your bike again. No, he didn't. Shit. <laughs> Kate, you wouldn't give him the opportunity. No, I don't think that ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is crazy. My Aunt Kathy has been the only parent at our cabin's weekend to have the agonizing experience of having not one, but two of her children suffer bite wounds. Here she is describing the feeling a mother gets when witnessing a raging Katie taking a chunk out of her son's back. And then when Katie bit my son, we had... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what kind of a mother are you? That's two times at Potato Creek. And, and, And Katie, when that occurred... She bit his back. She did? His back. And she also bit him out at your mother's <laughs> She's a vampire, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was Joshua. You know, they never really meshed yeah. when they were kids. Yep, yep. And um, he, he, he shouldn't have. He rode her bike yep. without asking permission. Okay. And... That set her off yep. on a rampage, yep. and she chased him down the wooden, the wooden, you know, um, thing yeah. in the cabin, porch area, that, yeah, whatever. yeah, and porch, yeah, and caught up with him and jumped on his back <laughs> and took, took a big hunk. It was teeth marks. You can see big old teeth marks, and Katie had some big ones. <laughs> Ray, Rachel said her jaw dislocated like a snake. <laughs> She probably had that devil work done after that. She probably... But yeah, it's true. <laughs> yep, her mandible and just a... disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> She's like a, one of those snakes, yeah. you know, that can disconnect, yep. that can eat all that. Yeah, <laughs> because she got him good. Yeah. I mean, she got him good. She did. <laughs> she got him good. Uh, I think Josh said it was the last time he took her bike. <laughs> I'm sure it was. That's yeah. why I told your mom. She learned after that, yeah. you know. Natural you consequences. No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our family. We just let our kids learn natural consequences. I remember seeing it. I was in the other cabin. Right, right. And I came out because there was screaming. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> screaming either Josh or Katie. Katie. Probably both. Probably both. And Kate went, or Josh is probably screaming for survival. Yeah, he was. And, um, yeah. Help me, help me. And then, um, um, all of a sudden, she jumped on his back, and that was <laughs> took a, a big bite. Took a honk oh, out yeah. of her. 
She did. She did. She took a look. But, you know, he learned not to touch your property yep. anymore. He's also, so. he's still he's still nervous every time he gets on a bike. It's just he's scarred 30 years later. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> well, he still has a scar on the back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's I hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. But, oh, my God. Yeah. Rachel mentioned cousins by birth, but friends by choice. That's my cousin Josh and me as well. We've been close literally our entire lives, and I had to get Josh on the podcast to describe the trauma that he faced the day his cousin with superhuman dislocating jaws gripped down on his skinny little back and forever left a scar on his psyche. Also, to this day, he hesitates every time before riding a bicycle. Here is Josh lounging on his porch as we met virtually. Do you remember when Katie bit your back? It started with a bike, and they said that right. you, you got right. on a bike, and they thought it was br- you broke it, and she just blacked out and went. Argh. Katie had her bike out there, and <laughs> she was riding it around, and like how kids do, they throw like they you know you put your bike out in the lawn like you don't yep. put bikes up you don't you know yep. you just drop it where they're at and it was Open sitting there season. Yep. and I, I picked it up and i might have you know went around the circle but i don't even know if i went that far because like word spread uh-huh. throughout potato creek that i was on the bike because <laughs> i remember i was told to come back I remember like seeing like one like pictures like people you know with the comeback motions with their arms and the whistling and the hands on the hips. But like you know, be careful. She's enraged. Watch out. Yeah. So like I th- I do remember kind of like being sneaky claws and like coming up sneaky like ninja like and and there's no sign of Katie, and so I put the bike right. down and I think she was underneath a car. Like Katie the cat, like ready to pounce. Because I remember I was ambushed. It was my real first, like, you know, experience with the technique of ambushing. And she pounced on me, got me down on my stomach, and bit my back while she had me down. And, like, bit it hard. Katie was like, she took that bike, like, to heart, you know? I specifically remember like looking around too and being like, oh, the coast is clear, you know, and then she just came out of nowhere. And I was like, you just, she bit me hard, like teeth marks, I'm pretty sure. On your back. In the middle of my shoulder blades. Yeah. How do you do that? Like a banshee. Like a, like a little banshee. Here's more of my parents and I first talking about the limericks and then talking about another bite. But this one wasn't inflicted by the superhuman jaws of our cousin Kate. Instead, it was inflicted by the furry little fella who thought that my cousin Steph's leg looked like dinner. You'll hear the words uh, weekend from hell here and there. And in summary, it wasn't one of our more celebrated weekends as my cousin Steph got bit by a raccoon and had to go to the hospital. And then the next night, my grandfather had chest pains and also had to be taken to the hospital with what turned out to be a heart attack. Don't worry, he's all right. He lived. He lived another good 15 years after that. But still, it it was pretty major at the time. Here are my parents and I. My father is the Limerick Laureate for uh, our family and tends to create a Limerick for 
everything, everything and anything, <laughs> and it and he encapsulates whatever the topic is in a limerick format, right? I right. sure do. And you've I mean, written a few of them over the years. Tells a story. Every Hundreds. limerick tells a story. Yep, and all the limericks are right. Are true. I mean, uh-huh. nothing. You just can't write a limerick without something behind it. Correct. And the 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 subject matter, the material is endless. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely endless. And some just come right at me. Others you have to work with to get it just okay. right. But uh, yeah, those Potato Creek limericks are. I mean, and- every one just jogs your memory. <laughs> And you are, you are this podcast to our listeners out there who's seen the limericks on our Facebook and Twitter. You are our limerick laureate. Oh, man. Me- Getting all these Memory listens. mission? There's way too much material there to work <laughs> with. I, you know, I feel guilty not writing more. <laughs> so, and I think this limerick might have been part of uh, the bigger weekend from hell. Oh, boy. Mm. And we can talk about after I read the limerick, we can talk about why it was a weekend from hell. But the limerick goes, there once was a rocky raccoon who bit Steph with outright impune. She screamed little shit. He left lickety split. Won't be a cap atop Daniel Boone. Did I read that okay? <laughs> you read it beautifully. <laughs> Just the right cadence. <laughs> so rocky raccoon, what, what story is that? We were unloading. Okay. You know, getting there on Friday night. Yep. Um, so right, rock- so she was unloading her okay. vehicle, getting stuff out of the trunk, mm-hmm. and a baby raccoon came up from underneath the vehicle <laughs> and bit her leg. Oh. And then ran off. Oh. And just what you... Tip- you typical raccoon. Yeah, no. Rabies. No. And so that's where it began, right there. So what? who went to the hospital? Probably Steph and Kathy. Steph, Kathy, mom and dad. Did mom and dad go with them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dad drove. Oh. Dad is the one that drove the hospital. And so the raccoon bit Steph. Grandpa and you and couple went to the emergency room, basically, or the doctor, whatever, just because of rabies. St. Joe. Exactly. Right. St. Joe, Mishawaka. Mishawaka. So Steph got bit by a raccoon. And then also, was that the... Did Grandpa have a heart attack? Oh, yes. he was having chest Good pain. Good God. That was That's on Saturday day. night. The next day. Yeah. And he lived, folks. Yeah. We wouldn't he be sure talking did. about it. But he, yeah. so the following day after Stephanie, who is one is my cousin and is one of the grandchildren of Grandma and Grandpa Kyer, she got bit by a raccoon. The next day, Grandpa got, had a Right before, because you know, we always have the huge dinner Correct. on Saturday night. And right before, he started having chest pains. Mm-hmm. So dad and I... And mom, I and think. Grandma and yeah, grandpa, the yeah, four of us we took drove them to the into South Bend St. Joe Hospital. Boy, Steph must have really made that little fuzzy raccoon angry. The little raccoon and his posse were none too kind to Steph. She discusses that, and she also describes the aftermath of the bite and the stigma behind being a raccoon bite victim. And then there, there was one weekend where you were introduced to a cute, fuzzy, little, cute yes. raccoon. Mm-hmm. And just tell me why you made Rocky the raccoon so angry that he <laughs> bit you. Okay, so I was down, you know, we had just got there mm-hmm. and I had went down to get, because I had Dylan at the time, mm-hmm. and I had went down to get our stuff out of the back seat. Mm-hmm. 
So I had opened, you know, I was open the back door and I just was leaning in, getting all the stuff on the back. Right. When I felt something around my calves. <laughs> okay. And my first thought was, I honestly thought that it was Josh or one of you guys right. with a stick, yep. like messing with me, mm -hmm. you know? So I just started shaking my leg and I was like, fucking stop it. Uh -huh. Leave me alone. Next thing I know. <laughs> I felt it. Oh, no. I was like, oh, my God, that's not a stick. So I turn around, oh, Matt, no. and there's this raccoon with his little fuzzy legs around my, you know, calf. Oh, my God. Well, not only was he there, and I am not kidding you, and, and there are other people. Uncle Todd saw this and my mom. There's like five other raccoons standing oh, there. Like my. they were cheering him on. Like, like just watching. they were his posse. Yes, exactly. Because then. <laughs> they were peer pressuring I him. I started screaming. I uh -huh. was like, oh, my God. You know, mom comes down. Mm -hmm. Then Uncle Todd comes down. And mom starts screaming at Todd, kill it, kill it. <laughs> what the hell's Todd going to do? With, with his bare hands? Todd's like, <laughs> The Mishawaka raccoon killer? Todd's like, which one? There's like 10 out here. They're all standing there. Kill it. Because she's like, kill it. So, she Get her, a blood specimen. See if it has rabies. That's her, that was her thinking. Exactly. That was her thought process. She said, because I was like, why are you telling him to scream? You know, to kill it. She's yeah. like, because then they'll have it and they right. can test it for rabies. Uh -huh. <laughs> but Todd's like, there's 10 of them out here. And like you said, how's he going to kill it? What is he, the raccoon slayer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> the token? Come here, my little raccoon. Oh. So I'm like, you know, I'm, in, I'm of course, you know, and I'm crying and of everything. Of course, and that's I got, scary. And I have blood running right. down my leg. So <laughs> So I'm like, I'm leaving this play. I'm leaving. I'm not. I'm not hanging out for this party. All these fucking raccoons oh laughing. So anyway, yeah. So we go back up to the <clears throat> um, cabin, and Ranger Rick comes out, and uh, he's you know looks at it or whatever, and then he's going on and on and on about you know all the disease that raccoons carry, mm -hmm. and how I have to get all these shots mm -hmm. and da 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 da. So yes, yeah, so and then we end up going to the hospital and. Um, I had to get, yeah, all kinds of shots oh and the God. bite. And and then the thing was, too, is I had to get the rabies shot. And that was my biggest concern was the rabies shot. Mm -hmm. You know, well, mm -hmm. they had changed it then. They, you got it in the arm, mm -hmm. not in the stomach, which right. was good. But the nurse, but they didn't have, because only certain hospitals carry okay. the vaccine for mm -hmm. it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait. So we had to wait like two hours at the hospital. On a Friday night, Potato Creek weekend. Right, to get this shot. Ugh. Because they did all the other shots. They gave me like hepatitis, whatever. Mm -hmm. And the nurse finally came in because there's only certain nurses that can um, give it to you. Okay. And she had been the raving nurse for like 30 years. You're in good hands. And, right. And she was like, you know, it, it's so good that they changed it. Because she's like, you know, I can remember back in the day when I would give it to people in their stomachs. They would just pass out. Oh, Jesus. They were just, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that is a good thing. So she gave it to me, whatever. And then, but the thing was, is I had to keep going, like, for the next few weeks mm -hmm. to keep getting boosters, you know, for yep. covering. And I had to go to the same place. It was like a, there was doctors in the um, office that I went to to get mm -hmm. this done. Like, people were there for, you know, other things, too. Right. And the lady, every time, Matt, I swear to God, she did it on purpose. Every time I would go to get this shot, I'd say, you know, I'm here to get my rabies shot. And uh -huh. she'd, she'd say, what? You're here for what? I mean, she would do it every time. Is she messing with you? I think Are so. Are you supposed to lose your hearing when you get rabies? It, yeah. I don't know. I think because she just wanted like other people. I don't know if she was doing uh -huh. it to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
And then I'd say, I'm here to get my rabies shot. And then like if there was somebody next to me. Which is, <laughs> I could hear you. I'm right, here to get my Like right, it's a regular thing. Right. Was, exactly. Right. Which is ridiculous. Shot. I mean, they would look at me. I mean, they would literally like move away. And I'm like, if I had rabies, I wouldn't be here. Like if, I, if you have rabies, you're, you're not going to be getting the shot. You're already done. Because there's only a certain amount of time you can get it, you know, after getting You can bit. catch it. Right, yeah. before the rabies shot does not work anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm not here trying to prevent, you know, trying to uh, cure my rabies. I'm here to prevent it. And so people would like move away from me like, she's got the rabies. We can't go by you her. should have wore a coonskin cap like Daniel Boone <laughs> right, each time have. you went in there. Right, I should have. I'm here to get my rabies shot. I should have had toothpaste like foaming <laughs> yes, out of my mouth. That's and that's what you should have done. My, my, I'm here my to get my rabies shot. shot. You're here Don't to get look at what? Me. My rabies. That'd be that's fun. <laughs> Why'd you I look at me that, that way? And each time you're doing that, I'm sure in the back of your head was that little damn Rocky the oh, raccoon, yeah. just oh, that yeah, little yeah, yeah. bastard. I mean, why? Yeah, just that little bastard. I think I really think he probably thought that I had food because you know he was so you they you know how they get fed yeah. out there. Yep. And there was food in the back, and he, he probably, probably smelled, smelled it because I had all those snacks back there grabbing them. Yep. And he yep. was probably making his way and like, oh no, bitch, you're in my way. Watch out, your leg. Yeah, I'm sure that's what he, um, but then I don't know if you remember this, but the funny thing, like for the next couple of years, then like people in the family would leave me like little raccoons. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would have like a little statue on my bed or a little stuffed animal <laughs> by my stuff. Or that's funny. I collected, yeah, yeah. I don't know who did it. I think maybe your Probably dad. Probably my dad. And then I think grandma might have done it one time. Uh-huh. And I still have, you know, like the little statues. That's cool. Uh-huh. It was, yeah, it was And then I know funny. you got a stuffed animal raccoon over the years. I uh-huh. think maybe, but yeah, Rocky the oh, raccoon. Rocky. <laughs> Aunt Kathy, being the experienced mother of bite wound children, knows exactly what to do when a raccoon inflicts a bite to her child. Next, you'll hear how she stoically and calmly analyzed a chaotic post-raccoon bite scene and then, like a war general, commanded action. Speaking of, of um, bites... What kind of a mother? Oh God. What kind of a mother are you that you allowed a fuzzy little raccoon <laughs> to bite your adult daughter? Huh? Well, it was pretty tense. Okay, I'll tell you, that was the that was the weekend from hell, Matthew. Yes, it was. That's what we call the that, weekend from yes, hell. Yes, it was. And there was about twenty raccoons all around the car. <laughs> so, yeah, she drove our other car out. That's uh-huh. right. And there was about twenty raccoons. It was a little green Chevette, or I mean Chevelle. Uh huh. And she got out, was unloading, and it just walked up to her and bit her. Yeah. And and yeah. and what was your reaction? Do you recall? Yes, I said, um, let's clean it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, we called the Ranger Rick. Uh-huh. You probably don't remember. Yeah. The DNR. And or he said, well, yeah. He said, well, you better go get it checked. So we, Dad, Grandpa, and I, uh-huh. and Dylan... Maybe Kelly. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was Kelly or not. But what, somebody wrote in with us mm-hmm. to Mitchawaka mm-hmm. to the hospital. Yep. Waited and waited and waited. It had to be midnight. That's uh, when Dad wasn't feeling well. Yep. That's the next day he had his heart attack. Yep. So he wasn't feeling well. We were all in the hospital, and then they tell us that they don't have any baby uh, shots. Oh yeah. my God. But then they brought some over from Memorial Hospital. <laughs> And they gave it to her there. A nine one. Did they uh, fly it over in a helicopter? Nine one one. We need did. rabies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rabies. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then we came home. It must have been, oh, God, one in the morning. Yeah. I don't remember, but it was late. It was late. And it was terrible. That was the worst weekend. And so, have you thought of raccoons the same ever since? Do you just hate them now? Oh, I don't hate them at all. She, they just she was she. She was in their no. environment. <laughs> she was in their environment. Yep, yeah, yep. exactly. Do you That's um? The way, you know, at the mo- at, at the time, do you recall uh, yelling at the raccoons at all, or yelling at anybody? I think I was standing up on. On the top of the car. <laughs> I know I was in the. I jumped in her car. Yes, I didn't. I didn't have much interaction with the axle. But uh, yeah, I probably. I probably said shoot. Yeah, shoot, shoot. <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Do you uh, do you recall yelling at Todd to kill one of them? Yes. No, I didn't want him to kill it. Well, maybe I did. I want him to catch it. I said, oh, my God, these are memories I haven't heard of for years. I wanted him to catch it so we could take it in to see if it had rabies. And he goes, well, how the hell am I going to know which one it was? He said, they all look alike. I said, well... <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Oh my God, I had fun of that year. That's what I want them to do. I said, just catch it. Just catch just it. Catch Bring it. it to the hospital. Yeah. they have raccoons yeah. tests. Take it with you. <laughs> yeah, don't test them. Oh. Of they have to kill them. Don't yeah. They? So he could just. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. I did. Oh my God, I must have been out oh. of control. <laughs> well, hey, hey, mom. Mama bear, when when your daughter gets bit by a raccoon, That's mama right. bear comes out. Goes into yeah, you go into that mode. Yep, That's yep. right. Don't That's mess with right. my don't mess with That's my right. baby. Thank you for listening to another episode of Memory Mission. I truly hope it reminded you of your own family's Potato Creek Cabins weekend when your elderly grandfather took a dump in the woods while his middle-aged daughter stood guard, or when your cousin used her superhuman strength to bite your other cousin's back. Or when another cousin got bit by a fuzzy little raccoon. That's happened to everybody, right? I do appreciate you spending your valuable time listening. And if you do, I do have a few favors to ask of our listeners. Please be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. We're on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, to name a few. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Memory Mission, and on Facebook, at Memory Mission. I'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts, what you like about the show, anything you'd love to hear on the show, or anything that I can do to improve. Reach out, memorymission at gmail.com, or just message me on Twitter or Facebook. If you can think of anyone who you think would appreciate the show, please be sure to pass it along to them. Once again, thank you for listening.